the, the direction we're heading into now. Uh, let's chat to Hussain Manak. He is on the line. Hussain, always good to chant. A warm welcome to the show. Good afternoon. How are you doing, Romy? Always good. How are you keeping? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Good. Thank you very much. Let's talk about the second edition of the Mzansi Super League. Was it bigger and better than the first? Yeah, you know, I think in many ways uh, it's because, you know, last year there was a lot of unsettled, um, a lot of things, you know, there was a global T20 that was cancelled just prior to that, and the MSL was its first uh, first year. So there were a lot of teething problems last year, and mm. I think what had happened is this year it was a lot more settled. So, you know, initially there was a situation where uh, it was in the middle of exams, so a lot of students was he studying, etc. So I think the first half of the tournament, we saw a lot of that. Uh, but what we did also notice is that as the tournament progressed and as exams ended, we saw better crowds, bigger okay. crowds, etc., etc. So I think it was a lot better as it got towards the end. And um, and I think that was uh, quite interesting to see. But, mm-hmm. but I think to answer your question, um, from a cricket perspective, there was some fantastic cricket. Good. Uh, I have to say it was some amazing cricket that took place. And uh, for, for me, I was quite riveted. I must say, I enjoyed the cricket. There was some really wonderful cricket all round. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, I mean, that playoff between uh, between the Giants and Spartans, fantastic game. There were some really good games. It wasn't a tournament that started off with fireworks, but I think as it progressed, it really took shape beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Did it at all detract the MSL happening versus what was happening behind closed doors at CSA? I think you know that that took a little bit of the limelight and and, and uh, the preference from a public perspective. People were kind of bombarded with a lot of the negativity around what was happening in the boardroom, etc. And I think that overall that that did take quite a bit of attention away from the MSL. Mm. Um, I mean, if one has to be completely frank, but I think overall, if you just follow the cricket itself, it was amazing how positive the cricket was. And I think people who just followed the cricket were well entertained. And, you know, I met because we were commentating at the venues. I've met crowds, people who were following the teams around. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, as the tournament progressed, I think that grew and grew as well. So it did become a, a, a bigger crowd. These teams, what I've noticed as well, they're starting to have a following, mm. which is actually quite nice. It is. It is good. Fanfare is always amazing, you know. But it is also an addition, which I think the Jersey Stars and, and, and Cape Town Blitz we we'll want to forget, and very quickly. Yeah, you know, Josie Stars, you know, <laughs> we, we spoke a lot about them. They were, the, of course, the tournament winners last year. They had an amazing tournament, and yeah, having done so well, there was always that expectation, and they always talk about winning, you know, you've got to be so careful when you're winning because it leads to things like complacency. Mm. Uh, you tend to take things for granted, think our oh, winning comes easily, and, uh, you know, this year they really had it tough. There were a few changes, I think, Enoch Inque was the coach last year. He was, uh, of course, then became the interim approaches uh, coach. So he was taken away. They went to India. He came back. He was busy uh, preparing. And, and I must say, I'm not too sure, to be honest, why Enoch wasn't involved with the MSL because the coaches were not playing during this period. Mm-hmm. So I would have thought, um, unless we're doing a lot of homework or preparation for the for the England, England tour coming yes. up, um, but you know, there also there was there wasn't a lot of communication coming through, so we all, we were never quite sure what's going on. But I, I would have thought Enoch could have still been involved in some way. But anyway, so that was one of the changes. I think he was out, big blow. Dane Vallas, who was the captain last year, he was playing for the Devon Heat this year. 
Um, so they didn't retain him as a player. And I think when you take two key individuals who are part of your leadership think tank um, out of the squad, it does make a big difference. And then, you know, they brought in a coach who was unfamiliar with the conditions, mm-hmm. uh, the players, the environment, etc. Um, you know, he was from the West Indies, Donovan Miller. He, I think, and I don't, I don't he, you know, it took a little bit of time for him to get going and get to know the players. So, yeah. so all in all, I think by the time they even settled down, they lost three, four, five games back to back, and next thing, <laughs> under pressure. And then to make things worse, all the other teams were getting rained out matches, and they weren't <laughs> getting rained out matches when they the team that really needed it. But I think, you know, it, it's really tough for them. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, yeah. Paul and, Rocks. The, and the Cape Town Blitz, same thing as well, you know, yeah. really good team. You know what uh, what to expect from them. A fantastic squad, good players. I mean, world-class players. Um, and somehow they just couldn't get over the finishing line, which mm. is quite interesting, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, disappointing from their side. But, you know, these are lessons. I think from the coach-captain perspective, there were a few things. Uh, you know, if you look back, I'm pretty sure they would also want to look back and go like, okay, these are the lessons we can take mm. take forward going forward. So I think, we, you know, there's the old saying, if you, don't, if you lose, don't lose the lesson. Yes. Um, and I think it's important that always take the lesson out of whatever mistakes that are made. And, and mistakes are human. You know, you are going to make them. Def- definitely. Boylan Park is obviously where all roads lead tomorrow for the final. And Paul Rocks and Swanee Spartans, did you actually see it going the way it did for these two to now lock horns? Yeah, I think you know, I must say that the Giants look like the yes. team that were going to get through to the final yes. because they were consistently performing quite well and ended up in second spot. And it was, for them, unfortunate in the sense that they look like one of the more consistent teams and then got beaten by the Spartans the other day. So, so well, the Spartans hung in there, didn't they? I mean, there was one game I know that they should have lost that was rain-affected and they ended up... Uh, getting two points out of that. And then there were other games where perhaps they would have won and they went on and still got two points. So, you know, rain, you never quite know what mm. would have happened. But I think overall, they two very well-balanced team, uh, teams, two teams that are very well-led um, and, and well-organized teams. And, and I think for me overall, if you look at the batting depth of the two teams, for me, that's what basically tells you that these are strong teams. You know, right. And then they've got... Match-winning bowlers, uh, good-feeling units, so good units overall. Mm. Uh, everybody contributing, not just depending on one or two individuals. Yeah, well, who are the key players for us to look out for tomorrow? I think from um, if you look at the, the Paul Rocks, you'll probably want to say, uh, of course, the captain, Faftopoulos, he hasn't had a great tournament, but you know, the captain always, for me, is an important factor because uh, he just, you know, he leads. Um, by example, he's from the front. Uh, in T20 cricket, decision-making uh, within a ball or two is so important. So, you know, sometimes an inexperienced captain will wait an over before making a fielding change or an extra over between before making a bowling change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That, can deter- that can be the difference between winning and losing. And Fafsa, a vast experienced captain, so I think he's, he's key. You've got players like Ferrisco Adams, um, Cameron Dalport. Beyond 14, for me, has been brilliant because he's been bowling up front. Um, he, he really has. You know, there's not too many spinners who can bowl in the power play up front. He's been fantastic. Dwayne Pretorius, I believe, may be coming back. He was injured, so he may be coming back. If he does, then I think that will be a, a big plus for them. Okay. Uh, Isuru Udana, the Sri Lankan overseas player, he's been really fantastic for them. James Vince. Unfortunately, won't be there. He's got to go back. And Kyle Verrain, Babray Shamsi, Huddersfield. But, you know, they've got to, I, I think, as I said to you earlier, that what's been good is that there's been 
you know, overall contributions from both these teams mm. where you just haven't had like one individual standing out and dominating. It's yeah. been performances from a little bit from everybody. And then if you look at the Spartans, um, I think Tom Curran, the overseas pro, also done well. Or oh, Eddie De Villiers, he's been good. Uh, Dean Elgar one, played one or two match-winning innings. And then, you know, recently they brought in um, young Imran Manak, Rulo van der Merwe. He's been, Manak? Uh, any, any relation? He's my he's my cousin's son. Oh, so, wow. So, wow. So family, yeah. He's in the blood, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can't get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's done well. I mean, he was, um, you know, he bowled really well for Easterns over the last few years. Um, so he's also one of those spin bowlers I spoke about, Bjorn Fortein, who bowls in the power play. Mm. So he's one of those young bowlers who bowls in the power play, and it's not easy to get him away, but also it's a, it's a very difficult thing to do to bowl in the power play as a spinner. But what Captain find is that if a spinner can really bowl well in good areas, you can contain in the power play, where sometimes with fast bowlers, they spray it all over the place. Okay. And it's difficult to get batters to hit into a particular uh-huh. area. But um, they also got a very good all. I mean, Monet Morkel, you know, is coming to the side. Lungi and Gid, I'm not sure whether he'll be fit. Um, Tony Desozzi played in the last game. Tim is the brain. So also, you know, a very good, uh, you know, if I look at all these players, including A.B. De Villiers, there's nobody that really stands out and you can say, like, those guys dominated yes. the entire competition. Yes. Every, and I think that, for me, is the key when you look at like successful teams, particularly teams who go far in tournaments like mm, this. Mm. Um, and with that said, able- because I mean, I guess you've you've pretty much weighed these two teams, not individuals, the team collective up against each other. And with everything that you have said, Hussein, which way do you see it going? Are Paul Rocks really going to take this one at home, or are Swane Spartans just way too hungry? And what they did against the Giants really just evident that maybe they want it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one to call. I must say, it's, you know, and the, I say they're both evenly balanced teams, uh, so it's really going to be a tough one. The home advantage will make a difference. Mm. Uh, you know, they've got a home crowd there, the Power Rocks, and if they can pull this one off, I think it'll be a fantastic win for them because you know I don't think they came through as like clear favourites from the start, although they were playing good cricket. But you would have thought like the Blitz, the Josie Stars, Swanee Spartans, you know. But but I think Paul have, have been very good. So, uh, you know, in a way, I'm hoping they do well. Um, just purely for the fact that they've had just such wonderful crowd, mm. the vibe, the spirit, the atmosphere, everything has been has been good there. But uh, take nothing away from this uh, Swanee, the Swanee Spartans. They've they've really been been good as well. I know that cricket is your thing, Hussein, and I mean, you've commentated for many, many years, but was there something extra special when you went to bed, perhaps, after a really great cricket uh, game that you just reflected <laughs> and you thought, I must have the best job in the world? Yeah, you know, I, I always say to people that, um, you know, I say, like, are you the commentator? And I go, like, you know, I am. I talk a lot of crap all the time and get paid for it. And, and it's the best job in the world because you can, uh, you know, you get to do what you love. It's a passion. It's something you enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I really am blessed and grateful. And I think uh, probably it's something we all aspire to. Isn't it? I mean, I, I could probably say the same for you as well. You you love what you do. I mm. picked that up in your voice and your energy and everything that you do. So, you know, to, to do something that we, you love doing and um, and doing what you love is just amazing. Mm. And then, yeah, I think, you know, being a commentator, having played cricket all my life uh, from a very young age, overseas, all over the place, and then still to still be involved in cricket um, up till today, 
it's quite amazing and I think I do feel very blessed. Blessed indeed. Before I let you go, um, Spa Pro Tears uh, coach, there's a new one in Mark Boucher. And what do you make of what is happening uh, in terms of the, the transition and letting Enoch Nkwe go and Mark coming in and all the changes? Yeah, I think, you know, what's been unsettling, I think, for everybody, including the public, the media, everybody, you know, when you get, it's like different bosses, you know, you have a CEO the one minute and the next minute the CEOs change and there's a different um, set of rules uh, coming in. And I'm not going to talk about what's right and what's wrong, but I think overall it's it's very unsettling for the team because people were not sure, you know, who's selecting the squad. Yes. I'm not sure who the coach is going to be. Mm. Enoch's name was, of course, there because he was the coach when they went to India. Um, so it's been tough on him. I must say, I mean, you know, he, being involved in the squad, being the so-called the interim coach for a while and expected to be the coach now, it's been tough on him. So I think Grant Smith's coming as the director of cricket. He's decided that uh, Mark Pouch is the man for the job and Enoch's moved to assistant coach. Tough one for Enoch, um, but I think uh, the fact that he's staying involved, uh, credit to him, you know, because it's not it's not easy on the ego. If you uh, right. somebody who believes in yourself and your ability to coach at the ice level, uh, then to be told that okay, come down and coach. Uh, you know, you the, you now the assistant for the next few years. Not an easy call, but you know, at the end of the day, I just hope. I think for everybody's sake that uh, all these decisions in the end are going to benefit cricket and cricket South Africa and approaches. And I think you know, if we get the formula right and just get settled, I think you know, I think what a lot of people really wanted to see is just some form of clear communication from cricket South Africa, which was not always happening, mm. and then um, some sort of settled environment so that, you know, you knew, okay, this is the coach, they're busy working on the squad, here's the selectors. I mean, the select selection panel really was only announced yesterday. Uh, the coaches only yesterday, England basically are playing their warm-up game now on Friday or something like mm. that. So mm. it, it's all very late. Um, if, you are, if you have to ask me about the tour coming up, what are South Africa's chances, I must say, as unsettled as South Africa have been mm-hmm. off the field so far in the boardroom, etc., South Africa always going to be a difficult team to beat in South African conditions. Okay. So, you know, we've got a good team. There's experienced players, experienced captain, and now you've got an experienced coach coming in with a good coaching staff. Um, so, yeah, I think overall... South Africa, I must say, we could end up still winning the series. I'm not uh, so sure. I don't where, side where with you ago, there. A week ago, people were like, oh, what's going on? You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing is, you look at England, they've been to New Zealand now, and in New Zealand, they didn't do too well. They lost the series 1-0 against New Zealand. And the one highlight there for me that stood out was that New Zealand prepared really flat wickets. Mm. Both venues they played on were good batting wickets, really flat. So, so that England attack uh, with Jaffrey Archer and Broad and all the other quickies, they were almost like kind of nullified. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that if, if, if anything, I'm hoping that, you know, the brains trust in the Proteus take that, well, that one lesson out of what happened in New Zealand is, you know, if you prepare good flat batting wickets, as opposed to the way the Proteus have been going over the last two or three years where they're trying to create bouncy wickets and so forth. But just good, flat, proper batting wickets that's good for cricket, I think South Africa will have a very good chance, I think. Right. Uh, but if there's something in the pitch and there's going to be a better sea movement, whatever, it could go either way. And chances are England with the type of attack they've got, they could come out trumped. So, um, 
But but I think you know in South Africa in South Africa as I said. Not, oh, not going to be side. easy to beat. Not at all, not at all. Not with all South Africans cheering, I'm sure. Hussein, it's <laughs> always a pleasure to chat, and thank you so much for joining us here on The Touchline. Pleasure, Romy. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. What a welcome. Hussein Manak there, uh, chatting to us about Mzansi Super League. The final is tomorrow, so congratulations to Paul Rocks, as well as Tswane Spartans. They're out at Bulan Park. All of the action live right here on Radio 2000. So make a date, 5 p.m. If it is that you're on the road, we're bringing the final to you wherever you are. And all you need to do is turn on your wireless, 97.2 to 100 FM. I, I beg to differ with Hussein. You know, I also think with everything happening in the boardroom at CSA, then the test, England coming, that's happening on the 26th of December. I'm actually not going to be patriotic on the stance. I am going to say that based on us not having our house in order, perhaps we look a little bit like, you know, the laughing stock, but I do hope, I do as a proud South African, hope that we can pull it together. But then also, I, I do think today's vocabulary was made up with interim is our new word, mockery and benefiting. Don't you think? Because that's basically what we've been chatting about for the past couple of hours.